This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today I am with someone, uh, well, a really good friend of mine, actually, who I've known for a best part of around six years, I think now. Her uh, name is Tracy Smolinski. Uh, Tracy, by trade, is a serial entrepreneur. She's also a property investor and also the owner and founder of an amazing network, the global network now, uh, called Intrabiz, uh, which I'm sure she'll tell you a little bit more about that in our conversations. And also, what I was going to say is, Tracy is also, uh, through, uh, through, through Intrabiz, she's also created and um, she also uh, launched uh, Wales, one of Wales' biggest exhibitions as well, and has been on the same stages as like Grant Cardone, which is amazing, Lord Sugar, Lord Alan Sugar. If you're not sure who he is, please check him out. Uh, we've got Michelle Moan. Uh, we've got uh, oh, we've got so many different celebrities that you've been that you've been rubbing shoulders with. It's ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> also. Know, yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Tracy also came over to our private members club last year in Sweden and had um, her and her amazing uh, and fantastic husband. He'll kill me if I don't mention him, by the way, Mr. <laughs> Paul Smolinski. Um, so, uh, Trace, just fantastic to have you on today. Oh, brilliant. Thanks for having me on, Adam. Really honoured and humbled that you've invited me onto your, your podcast. So thank you. Awesome. So, listen, I know that we know each other quite well and and and... We've been in connections and, and it's interesting when we first met, didn't we, around sort of probably the best part of six, seven years ago. And you know, when you have, when you meet someone for the first time, right. And you, I don't know what it's about. Maybe you can explain about having this kind of interesting energy when you have this chemistry between, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I always say to people, there's nothing more powerful than looking someone in the eye um and, and engaging with them and asking lots of open-ended questions about them mm -hmm. um and, and we, usually within five to ten minutes you can tell whether there's some sort of chemistry between you um you know that, that you're going to potentially do business together or whether you're not you know because not everybody likes everybody we don't all connect with everybody you know there'll be people mm -hmm. that like me and don't like paul and vice versa um and that's just the you know the, the law of the, of the world really you know that um, i think you attract people who are very similar to you um, you know, so you, you tend to mirror people uh, and attract people who are very similar. But, um, but yeah, that, you know, I think that's very powerful when you can look someone in the eye. And I think at the minute, in the, in the current situation with COVID, I'm really missing that human connection. Mm. However, doing something via Zoom where you can still talk to people and you can look at them in the eye, that's probably the next best thing, you know, but obviously the physical world is so much better, which Definitely. I think we are, you know, we're human beings and we all like that human connection, you know? Absolutely. Um, now, I know your story very well, but I know that we have a global audience listening into the show. Would it be all right if you could just give us a little bit of background as to when you started off in advertising and when it all started the journey for you? Is that all right? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I, I actually, back in 2007, 
I was working for a local publisher selling um, advertising in, in a business magazine. And I'd been in advertising for a long time, worked for the local newspaper, worked for television, and I worked on selling billboard advertising. But my last job before, um, or which introduced me to networking, if you like, mm -hmm. my boss said to me at the time, he said, right, you've, you've joined the company now. One of the strategies to get new business, I want you to go out and go networking. And I said, okay, yeah, that's fine. I said, I've never done networking before, but I'll, I'll give it a go and see where it takes me. And I'll never forget it. I went to my first event and I was, because obviously when you're in advertising, you're very, very target driven. You know, you're only mm -hmm. as good as your last month's sale. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got to hit your targets. And if you don't hit your targets, you're gone. Um, so obviously I'd, I'd had a really good career um, selling uh, advertising space, did really, really well at it. I was sales rep of the year, one thing and the other. But my boss said, go out networking. So I went to my first event. But for the first three months of networking, I got it completely wrong. And I'll tell you why I got it wrong. And this is, I do actually try and empower people to, to do networking in the right way mm -hmm. um, because of how I got things wrong. So bearing in mind, I was obviously very, as I said, sales driven and target driven. Mm -hmm. So I would actually go up to people and say, hi, I'm Tracy. I was Jenkins at the time. Hi, I'm Tracy Jenkins. I run a, um, you know, I, I, I host, um, no, I wasn't hosting networking events, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm actually selling advertising space. Do you think you'd be interested? And people were like, oh my God, who's this <laughs> sales girl, you know? And, um, you know, so I did that for three months, not knowing that that wasn't the right way to do things. Um, and people were obviously backing away from me and I could see from their body language that they weren't getting me and I wasn't getting them. Mm. And then I just said to a couple of people who I just started to build a good relationship with, Oh my God. I said, am I doing something wrong? Cause this networking lark is not working for me. Sure. And they were like, well, yeah. Um, and I went, Oh my God, give me the honest feedback. Come on. So, you know, sock it to me. And obviously, you know, we don't all like constructive criticism, but I think you should embrace it because that's how you become better. So I took it on the chin and said, right, what is it I'm doing wrong? And they said, you're giving it the hard sell. It's not about that. It's about building relationships, getting people to know you, like you and trust you. And then the business will follow. So they said, it's more of a long-term game. And I said at the time, oh my God, yeah, but I need to hit my targets and maybe networking isn't the right strategy for me. And they said, well, if you're going to go down that route that you, the, the route that you've been going down, A, you're not going to get any business. And if that's what you want to do, your networking is not going to work for you. Mm -hmm. To take stock of it and thought, well, I work either two ways, I either give up on it or I flip it and change it and, and make it better. So I decided the latter. So I thought, right, I'm going to make this work. So I got told that, you know, get to know people first, find out about them, and then a business will follow. So I changed my tack and month four, as I say, month, you know, one, two, and three, zero business. Month four to month 12, I went on to sell 95 grand's worth of business. Why? Because I changed the way that I did things and I just started to get to know people, ask lots of open-ended questions about them, and got this out of my head that it wasn't about me, it was about other people. Mm. So from going from being... I suppose the taker in the room and just wanting to sell in the room, realizing that that wasn't the right way to do things. Although I absolutely love networking because I love meeting new people. I'm a people's person. Yes. Doing it the right way then was like, wow, this is really powerful stuff. But what I've noticed in the business community, there was no networks out there in my area that would necessarily place you with your target audience at the event. Mm -hmm. So I sat there the one day and thought, well, why don't I, business marry people together at an event. Why don't I put on networking events whereby I could say, right, let's put you with your target audience, find out before you come who I can put you in touch with, you know, 
get let's get down to the nitty gritty save a lot of time by connecting people who they really needed to be connected to mm. and i came up with a concept but at the time i didn't have a huge amount of money because i'd always come from a place of earn it spend it and i didn't even invest it you know and that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that i learned from um, you know, from, from that, that point on that I needed to start investing in myself, but also in my future. So one of my customers, I told him the idea that I wanted to create this network um, where we could business marry people together. So it's a bit like a business dating agency without the kissing. Mm-hmm. And he laughed when I told him, but he said, well, I tell you what, he had about six or seven businesses. I'll fund you. I'll help you do it. And we'll do this business together. So I, I left my company working for the business magazine in uh, October 2007, uh, 2008, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously I'd done a year of networking. Uh, and in January 2009, we launched the brand of Intrabiz, and that's where it was born. Um, we came up with a concept, we came up with a brand, and we started to build traction. And obviously the, the rest is history. Fantastic. But basically, what, to cut a long story short, after about five months, I had some health issues. I had a stricture in my esophagus and I couldn't swallow food properly. And I was not eating properly, not drinking properly, because I couldn't even swallow water or liquid. It just kept coming back up. Mm. And then I basically um, went into hospital. I was having health issues. And my boss or my partner at the time said, this isn't working for me anymore. The business wasn't growing as fast as he would like. And I said, well, I tell you what, let me take it over. And I earned enough money for him when he funded it for me to give him his money back and more. So he gave me the business five months later. And then I took it over and obviously, um, and then a, a, um, a year later I went to the polo and that's where I met Mr. Smo and I was there to network, to do business. And I came back with a husband. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. yeah. As you do. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I bet that person that you had lent you the money to start interviews, I bet he's biting his tongue right now and he's thinking, ah, who knows? Ah. <laughs> but who I knows? Thought, right? I haven't seen him since actually. And Seriously? He's never reached out to me, but no. Um, wow. No. So. Interesting. I guess my first question really, which came to my mind is, you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners and a lot of our listeners right now, in terms of, you talked about the importance of building relationships. Where do you think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners go wrong? Um, well, I mean, obviously the, the, the usual general mistakes of business and obviously a, a, a mistake with regards to networking, mm-hmm. um, if you want to be more specific, I mean, there's loads of mistakes that people make is they don't, they don't know how to scale up. They don't know how to do their cash flow. They don't know how to market. They want to stay small so they don't market their business. Sure. But with, a, with regards to networking mistakes is a lot of people don't value what networking can do for people. And a lot of people don't take action to join a membership club or even go networking. And I you always use this analogy and example of Woolworths. So Woolworths were a massive brand. Okay. They didn't embrace social media. They didn't embrace new things and and modernize their brand. They were back in the old days. So they stuck to their old ways of the way they did things. They never embraced the change of what new people and young people wanted. Mm -hmm. They therefore foreclosed their business. So I always say to people, never look back on your life and think, Oh my God, what if only I didn't do that? So Networking has been so super powerful for me and many and many of my clients. And I think a lot more people now are embracing networking more, especially in this current climate when we all have to just take things online, which we now have an online membership for. 
Um, but a lot of people don't see the value and they don't understand the power of what people can do and what relationships they can create and what extra products and profit they can make from attending networking events and building relationships to grow their business. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's really easy, especially for like entrepreneurs and business owners to just kind of, I suppose, be a bit of a hermit or hide under a stone, right? And just kind of block your way away from kind of civilization, I suppose. But I suppose humans are, are creatures of habit, right? They need to have that, you know, that connection with human beings. But I, I don't know, I just kind of maybe that there's this kind of limiting belief that people kind of create, don't they, in their mindset more than anything else. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but you know, you know, when we are missing that human connection, especially, you know, for, for maybe introverts out there are not missing that human connection because for a lot of people, when they go to networking events, they find it really daunting, mm. you know, really daunting. Um, and I've created courses for introverts, you know, and, and some of the most super successful entrepreneurs are introverts. So for all you introverts who are listening, don't think to yourself, oh my God, I can't do this. You hundred percent can. You just need to reach out to me and I'll help you uh, help you with that. Because a lot of people are fearful of networking and, and they shouldn't be. They should embrace it. Yeah. Because one thing that I feared many years ago, well, four years ago, I started doing online webinars uh, mm -hmm. for networking training. Mm -hmm. And I, I say started doing webinars. I did one, okay? <laughs> and it was on GoToWebinar and I lost signal. I had about 25 people online at the time. And I thought, oh, this is good. You know, obviously it wasn't hundreds of people. Um, and I lost signal and I lost all my confidence and I just gave up on not doing, I thought, well, I'm no good at that webinar. I never embraced how to do it properly. I never embraced the change and I've lost out massive opportunities because of that. So that's a massive mistake that I made. And I like to, when I'm being interviewed for podcasts, I always like to share my, some of my mistakes because I like to empower people. Don't do what I did, you know? So embrace the change, embrace learning new things because since lockdown I've learned massively so many new things and off the back of that I've got some of the most amazing opportunities and we've created extra products because of the, the coronavirus. Uh, we, we'll talk about that because I, I, I will talk about that a little bit later on but I, I wanted to kind of touch base with you about this because I know that there are a few skeptical minds out there with regards to I suppose associating with people that are more successful than you because I know that you know, you've managed to rub shoulders with some millionaires, billionaires in your lifetime, which is great and fantastic. But what has that done in terms of number one to your business? And number two, you know, what are the benefits behind that for you? Well, obviously with us, um, where we started with that, we, um, we grew our business off the back of the expo. So we started mm -hmm. to do expos. Paul, my husband came into my business. He was working in retail for many years. And he used to manage big teams and used to go up the M4 corridor to London and Devon and Cornwall and all these places, managing hundreds of people. And when I asked him to come into the business, he was like, oh, my God, you know, he didn't really understand networking when I first met him. And then when he realized he was like, oh, my God, yeah, I could do this business with you. And one of the things that he came up with was why don't we, we went to an expo where we exhibited in Cardiff and it wasn't great. The footfall wasn't, wasn't great. So we Paul said, we're going to create an expo. So we started to create the expos and then we got high profile speakers to come in, but that was off the back of other people. So initially mm -hmm. we had Kevin Green, who's a wealth millionaire who's been on secret millionaire and he does a lot of um, global events all around the world, but he's a Welsh guy. So we initially had him to start speaking at our expos. 
he then, because realized, you know, we built up a good relationship with him and he started to know us, like us and trust us and vice versa. He then introduced us to Hilary DeVay, who was on Dragon's Den, which then, once we started getting those high profile speakers, more high profile speakers would approach us. And it, what it does, it creates the credibility factor. And by building relationships with people that know people, that's how we ended up getting to, to mix with all these people. And it was just building our trust and credibility and showing up every day um, in the business community, you know? And if we say we're gonna do something, we have to deliver. We have to say we're gonna do something and, and we deliver. And that's how you build your trust. Mm. Um, and, you know, I've mixed with, yes, many, many multimillionaires and billionaires. And, and as you know, Paul and I had a privilege to go to Necker Island last year with Sir Richard Branson. And that was an incredible experience. And we're hopefully going back again this year. But we took clients with us. And what it does is, you know, what Intrabiz stands for, we want to create opportunities, not just for us, mm. but for our clients. We want to take them on a journey. We want to take them to share that experience with us. It's not because this business is not about us. This is about what we can do for other people. But by aligning ourselves with those high profile speakers and the, the multimillionaires and billionaires, we are surrounding ourselves with the best people, which we will then attract other people. And obviously we can make those connections for them, Absolutely. you know? So, and, and by learning from the best, I can then transfer that knowledge skills that I've received from having these conversations with people like Sir Richard and, you know, Grant Cardone and Lord Sugar, we can transfer those skills to other people, you know, for, for our members and our clients. Fantastic. And yeah. Which is, you know, as I say, you, you have to share things and we're all about sharing the love. You know, if we learn new things, we like to then, um, you know, transfer those learning skills that we've had to other people. Mm. That's what I love about you, Trace, because, um, you know, I think that's probably one of the reasons why we click so much is because we share the same values, don't we? And we, you know, we come from a place of service, you know, I don't know about you, but it's not about money. It's about helping others, you know, serving others. And that, you know, that's why we're doing what we do, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and at the end of the day, the more people that you help to create their dreams and, and, mm. you know, for them to become better and, and more successful, your business is going to grow anyway. Mm. So it's all about the purpose, you know, what is your purpose? And, you know, my purpose and mission in life is to empower everybody globally to network effectively for their exponential growth, period. That is it. Because the more that I do that, my company is going to grow anyway. Absolutely. You know, fantastic. Um, interesting question I wrote down here, actually. But in terms of approaching people that are more successful than you, how do you go about doing that? Well, you know, um, I think, you know, it's all about what, what is it you can do for others. Mm. So when you approach people, I, I know we had Jarek Robbins on a couple of weeks ago, Tony Robbins' mm. son, and he was an incredible speaker. And one of the things that I completely remembered what he said, and he gave a fantastic example. There was a gentleman that wanted to reach the CEO of a business, okay? And he thought, how am I going to get to him? He said, I want to have a coffee with him for an hour to pick his brains. But he said, you know, at the end of the day, like, like we always say, you know, what, what can you do for other people? Rather than going in saying, I want, a, I want a coffee with you for the next hour to pick your brains. He said this, he analyzed this guy's business, who was a multimillionaire and top entrepreneur, obviously, mm. you know, because that's why he wanted to have a conversation with him. He analyzed his website and he analyzed what we, he was doing in his business. And he found, over, he did it over a hundred days. He took notes every single day for a hundred days, right? before he even approached him and he did right. What can I improve upon this, co this company to make them grow even more? Right. So when he had all this information, 
hundred days later, he went back to the CEO and he said to him this one thing. He said, Mr. Joe Bloggs, I've been analyzing your company for the last hundred days. This is what I think that you can do to improve your business. Could we arrange a meeting to see how I can help you further to grow your business even more? Wow. <laughs> this guy, this CEO was a multimillionaire anyway, probably a billionaire. And he had somebody that wanted to meet up with him for a coffee. Okay. Because he said, I want to add more value to your life. Do you see my point? And Love rather it. than most people would go from the angle of, I want to meet you for a coffee to see how I can pick your brains to help myself. But actually he went in with a different angle and said, I've been analyzing your business. I've been analyzing your website and I've got a hundred ways to help you grow your business even more. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. wow. You know, and it's, and I do a lot of talks in schools for the Welsh government. And I always say to the youngsters, and they're obviously the entrepreneurs of the future. There are, Paul always says, as you know, and I know he, you've probably heard him say it and you've probably seen him put motivational quotes up quite regularly. There's two types of people in life. There's givers and there's takers. Mm. Be a giving person and give without necessarily expecting something back in return. And coming from a place of giving where I, that's the way I'm all about, I'm all about giving, is if, for instance, I'll give you an example. If there's two students that come to me for an interview and one of them is highly skilled as the other. They're both the same of same skill set. Okay. One of them is not prepared to work for me for free for a week, but the other person is not so much because they're working for me for free, but the fact that they've got the right attitude that they are prepared to work for free. And we had last year, 25 volunteers for the expo. And I said to every single one of them, because you're going to work for me for free for a couple of weeks or, you know, a couple of days, I'm going to do something for you because I'm all about someone wants to do something for me. We're going to add value to them by they can put intrabiz on their CV to say that they've worked for us to give them the experience. And I said, I will give you a reference. But what I did as an extra, I said, we also look out for superstars. We look out for the people that we want to employ next. So when a job becomes available, we will look for potential employees from what they're doing for us is will that somebody stand out? And I'm proud to say that last year we had 25 volunteers. One of them was Alex Pekela. She's a Polish girl. She's now working for us. A job became available about three months ago. And I approached her and said, listen, loved what you did for us last year. She really stood out to us. I've, be, I've got a job available. Let's chat if, if you're free and you're not employed. And she, was just, she just left university. She's now working for us full time. Fantastic. So, do you see what I mean? So it's things like that. It's like I say to the students, you can teach skill. That's another thing Paul always says, and it's so true. And I stand by what he says. You can teach skill, but you can't teach attitude. If somebody's got the right attitude and they've got the skill set, you will 100% employ them more than you would someone that's just got a good skill set. Mm. Good and point. that's the difference. It's a good point, actually, and especially with you guys that are listening in and you're thinking that you might be struggling to attract top talent. I think what Tracy's just given you, by the way, is a great tip for attracting top talent. I think that's a fantastic thing. Going back on the road of relationships, actually, in terms of nurturing relationships, right, which is really, really important because you've kind of highlighted the importance of that. But what is what is it how do you nurture a relationship over a period of time i mean you've given some great examples but if you were nurturing relationships and the Ger and the uh gerard was it gerard Car Eric Robin? Robin. Yeah. that's right that was a great example by the way but in terms of processing uh, a nurturing relationship where would you start 
Well, basically, when you it starts off from the very beginning when you meet someone, whether you're going to click with them or not. If yeah. you're in a place of you're not going to click with them, you obviously you know the relationship's not going to go any further. If you've got that resonation between each other, you've got that respect for each other, and you like each other, you can then hundred percent arrange to follow up with each other after the event when you meet, or whether it's online or offline. Mm-hmm. Um, so you arrange to meet up. You have a deeper dive um, conversation. So we, you know we call them one to ones with each other to see how you can both help each other. So you obviously ask lots of questions about them. And hopefully they're of the same mindset that they'll ask lots of questions about you because, you know, let's be honest, relationships are two way. It's ne- it should never be a one way relationship. It shouldn't be all about me. Mm. Uh, it should always be about the other person first anyway. But obviously if you're with somebody and they're, all they're doing is, is f- talking and they're never wanting to know about you, that, that that's not the right connection to have in the first place. But then how you nurture that relationship and deeper the relationship is regularly keeping contact with them showing up for them and being there to support them. And if they've got any tips to, you know, you know, if they've got, if you've got any tips that you can give them or you've got a connection that you can introduce them to, or you can give them some advice on something that they're doing in their business is regularly having that contact with them that you can show up in their lives and they can show up in yours. So arrange, you know, so if you've got met, I always say that if you go to a networking event and you only have one person that you've met with that you can really connect with on a deeper level you never know where that's going to take you because out of a hundred people in a room or 50 people online, that one connection could transform your business and your life. And you never judge a book by its cover because you don't know who they know. Yeah. You always be respectful to them, always show up for them. If it's somebody that you really want to connect with on a deeper level and just support and help each other as much as you possibly can, you know, and I don't mean being each in each other's faces every week or every day, <laughs> but, you know, regularly just stay in touch with them, you know, every, perhaps once a month, um, just say, hi, how are you doing? You know, how, how's your week going? How are you managing in, in COVID-19 situation? Is there anything I can help you with, you know, or we've got some great new services in our business. Not sure if that can help you, but if you know anyone else, great, you know, and uh, it's just having that, you know, keeping in regular contact with somebody. Cool. Very good. Um, now they say that you'll love this, by the way, they say that the fortune is in the follow-up. Now, how true is this and how can you apply it? It hundred percent is true. And, and, um, obviously we, uh, I created a lot of people. Um, what I'd noticed when I did start doing the networking events, a lot of people weren't following up with each other mm-hmm. because a lot of were saying oh off the you know when we were the tables of 10 there was quite a few people like especially the visitors weren't following up with each other uh, because they didn't really understand it and they came to the events because their boss told them to perhaps and they got all these business cards and it's like what do you do with them and most people would just put them on their desk or leave them in their suit pocket or their handbag um, and they would do nothing with them so i always say the fortune is 100 in the follow-up because you have to follow up with people a to start building the trust because if you don't People will think, oh my God, she said she was going to follow up with me. She didn't. She's a waste of time. Um, so that is, and, and then they won't respect you or think that you're a good connection anyway. Yeah. But obviously by following up and, and arranging a one-to-one with someone, if you think there's a good connection between the both of you, you can potentially sell each other's products and services or you could sell your products and services to who you're following up with. And you don't know where that's going to take you because when you're selling your products and services, if you don't follow these people and, and, and call them, you're not going to sell them anything. Um, and obviously I, which is a little planner, if you like fortune in the follow-up, it is called, and it's a, it's a planner to make people 
So if you take your business cards away from a networking event and you've got 10 business cards, you transfer all those 10 business cards into that book, into that planner, so that you then know that they're there and you have to act on them. And there's little strategies in there to say, right, you need to follow one up. And if not, you ring them the next day and the next day. And I use, in fact, I have my follow-up book right here, right now. So this is what I do every single day of my business life. I've got my fortune in the follow-up book. So yeah. That's a great system. I think that's where the fortune need, comes by following up. Everyone needs a good system like that, Grace. I can tell you that for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people use online stuff. You know, they might use HubSpot or you know Salesforce, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people like doing online stuff. But for people like myself who like the physical book or the physical diary or a physical notebook to write things down, um, you know, it's it, it's a great tool for for people. You know, definitely. Um, interesting question. Um, I was going to say because you. With IntraBiz in particular, I mean, you uh, between you and Paul, um, you run like hundreds of live events, you know, hundreds of live events every year. I would like to know how you have found transitioning to the online space. What are the, I suppose, challenges more than anything else and in, in terms of like being able to reinvent yourself and, and help and service your members? How have you found that? Well, you know, obviously the first few days was like, you know, when we knew we were going to be going into lockdown, we had to look at, you know, using Zoom or using something um, that would obviously take us online. And we had to make that decision very, very quickly. And we were one of the first networks out there, um, especially in our area, to, to say, right, when, you know, literally within 48 hours, we'd announced that we were going online and, uh, and we had to get it sorted because when you're in business things happen like this COVID-19. I mean, nobody could have predicted this ever in the world, Mm. but you have to react to things and you have to react to things very, very quickly because if you don't, you're on a losing streak and you could potentially miss lots of opportunities. So we had to embrace it. Not like four years ago when I talked (laughs) about, you know, oh my God, you know, we can't do this. Well, now it's forced us into a situation where we had to do it because otherwise we weren't going to survive because our business was always built on face-to-face events you know including our exhibitions so we've had to create our events online which we've now done but also what we've done is we've created things in our business that's going to be there from from day one you know from now going forward even when covid doesn't happen we will be doing that fantastic um i think that a lot of the tips and strategies that you've given is really going to help a lot of our listeners and a lot of entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So just want to say thank you so much for spending us a little bit of time on the show and, and, and adding your words of wisdom and your value trace. Oh, no problem. It's been an absolute pleasure, Adam, as always. And uh, I love sharing my story of, of how I got it wrong, but then obviously seeing how things can get it right. You know, when you, when you get it right, the fortune is in the follow-up, you know? Absolutely. So guys, listen, if you want to connect with Tracy, you can do so on, uh, what's the best uh, social media that for people to connect you with or how, how should they connect with you? Okay. Well, I'm on as Tracy Smolinski on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Um, and I'm also on social media, uh, Twitter. So we're at, at Intrabiz for Twitter. And you can just reach out to me. I'm very approachable on info at intrabiz.co.uk. Awesome. And, and guys, just remember, well, well, one thing I forgot to say as well is to mention Tracy's book called Master Networking, by the way. So um, check that out. It's, uh, it's on Amazon, right, Trace? It is. And it's on my shopping cart on my website, which is intrabiz.co.uk. Cool. 
So make sure you check that out as well. And if you do reach out to Tracy, by the way, mention the show, the Game Changers experience so she knows exactly where you've come from and, um, and about some of the things that, you, that she's taught you in, in, our, in our conversations today. So guys, listen, hope that you've enjoyed the Game Changers experience. We'll see you back on the next episode, rocking and rolling. Take care of yourself. Have a fantastic day. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Adam. Take care now. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.